Welcome to the Future of Everything podcast with world-renowned futurist and best-selling author, Nick Webb. In this episode, Nick will share the big future trends that are impacting your organization in the areas of innovation, emerging technologies, leadership, and the rapidly changing workplace. Get ready to see the future. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Webb. Hi, this is Nick Webb, and welcome to another episode of The Nick Webb Show. As you may recall, my first 24 podcasts are entitled The 24 Tips for 2024. The idea of these first 24 tips are for leaders and managers, or really just anybody who's looking to thrive and grow and prosper in 2024 and beyond. Now, by way of review, my first podcast was entitled Get Clear. Clarity, of course, is foundational to everything else that you want to achieve in your life. And I talk about in that episode how to achieve clarity. In the second episode, it was entitled Get Happy. Getting happy is something that's both necessary and doable. In my best selling book, Happy Work, I provide a prescription for what it takes to be happy. In the third episode, we talked about understanding your marketscape. In other words, getting clear about what's outside of your organizational walls. And the importance of going beyond traditional market insights, but really understanding enabling technology, sociological, economic, and other key trends that will impact you and your organization. This is Dimension 2, Understanding Your Culture. This is interesting. I do a lot of work in the area of organizational cultural development. What I have found is is that the overwhelming majority of leaders and managers really don't understand the cultural ether of their organization. And because of that, their leadership is highly ineffective. Their employees are unhappy and their enterprise suffers from a small return on stated strategic priorities. We can fix all of that if we have better clarity. Now, how do most people get an understanding of clarity? Well, shockingly, they use a system that was developed in the 1800s, and that is (laughs) employee surveys. Here's a little uh, not very well-known fact about employee surveys, and that is they're always wrong. They're always incomplete, and they provide erroneous, non-actionable data. In fact, the overwhelming majority of employees say that they believe that their survey is ultimately being surveyed by the people in IT or by their leaders or managers. In other words, they're not going to say anything that's going to get them fired. So are they truthful in surveys? No. There's a bigger problem. The architects of employee satisfaction surveys and cultural surveys create them with really ill intentions. Usually, the way in which they structure employee surveys are designed to make bosses and leaders look good, not to get insights to make things better. So number one is that surveys never work. And if you're counting on surveys, which of course the overwhelming majority of organizations and organizational leaders do, you're in bad shape. So how do you get, <laughs> how do you get good insights? Well, number one, you have to begin by being clear, by being aware by being an active observer, by asking questions and actually listening. That has to be part of your daily behavioral pattern. You have to constantly, really authentically create safe places for people to speak authentically. 
When you do that, it's incredible what you learn. And most importantly, you get the sort of, let's call it the innovation toolbox to be able to reimagine the way in which you architect your culture. Now, in the work that I do with some of the top brands in the world, massive multi-billion dollar corporations can actually understand their culture. And we can do that through what we call happiness hackathons, where we bring together leaders and go through a proven methodology to ask them, what do you hate about working here? Now, it's interesting, very few organizations are even willing to ask that question. What do you hate? <laughs> it's a powerful question, but it elicits an accurate and powerful answer. The other thing we use, other emotional words like, what do you love about working here? And what I have found is that there's amazing insights uh, what we build from the actual happiness hackathons <clears throat> is what we call the theme map. And the theme map says, okay, here's the things that you absolutely hate at this organization. We hate the way that you compensate people. We hate the way that you structure PTO. We hate the way in which you communicate to us or don't communicate to us. We hate the way that you enter in your blank. And you know what I found is that the overwhelming majority of the things that we learn during the happiness hackathons are readily fixable and usually at zero cost, but they have the derivative of an increase in productivity that can be as high as 60 or 70%. What would that mean to your organization if you could get 60% more productivity from people just by making the work culture better? Well, it's completely possible. In addition to hackathons, another great way to get insights about your cultural clarity is through what I call regularly scheduled listening sessions. And listening sessions work extremely well. It provides a venue for open dialogue. And it's best to do these in sort of thoughtful, architectured teams. In other words, you want to bring in people within work groups to talk about the specifics of what they love and what they hate in their area. Using these for large forms can sometimes have a adverse impact and certainly feel free to reach out to me and I could share with you some of the potential pitfalls. But your biggest pitfall is not knowing your culture and your biggest pitfall is not continuously improving it. Now, I don't have a lot of time in any of my podcasts because I try to provide a lot of content density. So let me just give you a few more tips here. Number one, chances are that your expectation is really more about managing pain. This is something we have found a lot of, that we, we see that employers go, yeah, work's hard and it's not fun, so let's just see what we can do to develop systems that provide some sort of Tylenol-like benefit. We can manage pain. Wow. And it's so common to hear that. But the truth of the matter is the best organizations in the world don't accept the erroneous idea that work has to be drudgery and pain and discomfort and unhappiness and and all of the and resistance and friction. It can actually be beautiful. It can be a place that is our second home. It can be with people that we love to be with. It can be the opportunity for, for us to express our unique and special benefits to the universe. It can be absolutely, as my daughter would say, delicious. So why don't we have delicious work environments? 
because we believe the idea from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s, and 2000s, and all modern business, that it's about managing pain, and that's just not true. In fact, here's a little secret. We actually build out for our clients what we call H-A-A-S, happiness as a strategy. What would happen if we got better insights and created better innovations to be able to create better workplaces? Well, let me answer that for you. You create better workplaces, and these workplaces are more productive. They attract and keep mission-critical talent. They improve presenteeism, safety, productivity, quality. Everything that you want to do in your organization is realized when you build a culture of happiness. The word happiness seems weird, right? It's hard to believe that. But in my own work, working with amazing organizations, we see that now happiness is a stated priority. And those organizations are out competing in every aspect of their organization. They're more productive and they're winning in the market. Because here's another really exciting aspect of developing greater clarity about your culture and improving that culture is that the only way that you can improve CX, in other words, consumer or customer experience, is by improving employee experience. And that's why we now have this very, very popular body of work around human experience. Deloitte talks about it. Press Ganey talks about it. HR.com talks about it. Everybody talks about human experience, human experience, human experience. And of course, there are many different definitions. But generally speaking, I will say it's exciting that we're having this holistic discussion about the way in which we improve experiences for both customers and the amazing people that show up every day and serve our mission. I'll tell you what, as a special value add, if you send me an email to nick at nickweb.com, I will send you a link and a password to download one digital copy of my best-selling book, Happy Work. Because in that book, you'll be able to get more detail so that I can know that I've given you some incredible value in this podcast and the value-added resource. So there you go. I try to keep these podcasts down to below 15 minutes. This is going to be well below that. I hope that this gave you some insights. So here we go. The top tips for 2024, we started with get clear. Then we went to get happy. Then we got to understand your marketscape. And this particular podcast is about understanding your culture. Knowing your culture is critical to improving your culture. And trust me, Trust me, you need to improve your culture. The bloodbath that will occur in 2024 and beyond is not just the fight for customers. It'll be the fight for mission-critical talent. And the only way to attract and keep great people is to create great cultures. And in order to do that, we've got to go beyond the lame and, dare I say, idiotic, outdated employee surveys and other methods because we're not getting the insights to affect positive change. Okay, one last tip here. Oh, and by the way, we talk about happiness as a strategy. Bolt in happiness as a strategy to your enterprise strategy. Make it integral to everything that you do and get your executive strategic committee, your executive board, even your board of directors to sign on for the formulation of a happiness strategy. You'll be so glad you did that. 
And there's derivatives of that as well. There's internal communication strategies. There's ESNs. There's all kinds of... up. Uh, oh, I'm starting to talk like a management consultant again. I am so sorry, but some of this stuff just is called whatever it's called. All right, so here's my last tip. Here, here is something that you're not going to hear anywhere else. And that is happiness and cultural greatness is an innovation process. We say that again because most people never realize this, is that it is an innovation process to create a beautiful culture that people love. What do I mean by that? Collaborative ideation. One of the things that we do is we build in happiness challenges. And then we use gamification and social engagement to make that a a scenario where employees on an ongoing basis can provide great insights to be able to crowdsource and open source everything that we need to know to improve the quality. And there's a thing called an ESN, an enterprise social network. You can even build them out in SharePoint. The point that I'm making here is is that in order to do this right, you need an innovation pipeline. You need a way to collaborate and co-create on a continuous basis using challenges, using game mechanics, using social engagement, and using innovation pipeline management to vet the ideas and to move them into deployment. I know this sounds like a lot. I know it does. But if I could get you to save 40% of wasted productivity every year, I think it would be worth it to you. If you wanted to increase return on strategies by 60%, I think that would be worth it to you. All I'm saying is please begin the inquiry about this important part of the quality of your enterprise, and that is centered around your culture. All right, listen, thanks again for listening to another episode. Please subscribe so you can pick up all the rest of my 24 tips for 2024. And then after we do our 24 tips of 2024, we're going to go into bringing guests into the show and talking to some of the smartest people on the planet. I'm so excited about that part. Uh, That's why I'm trying to get through these 24 tips as quickly as I can. All right. Thanks again for listening. Always feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Always glad to help people along in their journey. Thanks so much. Until next time. You have been listening to the Future of Everything podcast with best-selling author and keynote speaker, Nick Webb. To continue getting hard-hitting, powerful insights, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. To learn more about Nick's consulting or speaking services, please visit Nick's website at nickweb.com.